You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, Around Atlanta edition. Showcasing the best of Metro Atlanta, our communities, the attractions, and the special events that make Atlanta great. Welcome to our virtual town square. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the Around Atlanta edition. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Carol Morgan. Uh, Before we do kick things off, we do want to thank New American Funding for being our 2021 show sponsor, now our 10th year on the air. It has been so great having them as our partner. All right, Carol Morgan, going to be a great conversation, an amazing organization doing important work. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm very excited to welcome Kristen Connor, Executive Director with Cure Childhood Cancer in studio today. Kristen, just jump on in and tell us about yourself and your significant milestone this year. Sure. Well, first, thank you for having me. Um, I always appreciate the chance to share about Cure, so thank you. Well, I am an Atlanta native. I know one of the few. I grew up here (laughs) and uh, went to Lakeside High School in DeKalb County. I went to Vanderbilt for college and then law school at UGA. I practiced uh, law for 10 years, um, was a business litigator with a firm in Midtown. And, you know, I think of all of that as sort of training for what I ultimately moved on to do. In 2001, my youngest son was born with cancer. Didn't know that could happen until then. And that was a really a life-changing experience, as, as you can imagine. It really exposed me to the world of kids, you know, kids with cancer that I just never had seen up close and, and personally. And it really, it really changed so much for me. And, and his journey was two years. He had a, an aggressive tumor on his spine and he was declared cancer-free and uh November of 2003. And he's now 19 in college. So I'm very thankful. But we really saw a lot of um, kids just suffer so profoundly. And I just, it was just so difficult to see these little ones, you know, getting chemo infusions and going through bone marrow transplant. And when we got to the other side of my son's journey with cancer, I discovered that very little is being done about childhood cancer kind of on a national level. We do so much for breast cancer and, you know, some of the other cancers that affect adults, but we really don't address childhood cancer very much. And and as I really learned more and more about that, I just thought, you know, this just isn't right. It just isn't right. And I just felt really compelled to do something, just whatever I could do. So I uh, originally, I took a leave of absence from my firm in 2004 and worked for a national childhood cancer nonprofit, didn't really know much about nonprofits and did that for a year and a half. And then Cure approached me about coming in and the organization was really teeny tiny. I knew about it from just our own journey with cancer. And, you know, they had some board members that really wanted to take it to the next level. And it was kind of you know, their sort of values were consistent with mine. And I thought, well, why not? Right. And so that was 15 years ago. And, you know, I'm still here and just still as passionate as ever about about really making a difference for these children. Well, 15 years. Congratulations on that, that milestone. And I'm always inspired by people who go through a significant life event 
and then use that as a springboard to go down a different path and do really, really important work. So I uh, commend you on that. So Cure Childhood Cancer, give us the lowdown on the organization itself, mission and purpose. Yeah, well, Cure was founded in 1975, so it has a, it had a really you know long, rich history here. It was founded by the first pediatric oncologist who came to Emory back then. And, you know, I really I love the organization because it's just extremely mission focused. We we focus only on cancers which affect children. And I think I certainly didn't know it before we went through it. But those are very different than cancers which right. affect adults. And so our primary mission is to advance research, which is specific to those cancers which affect kids and then to help families through the journey, which, as you can imagine, is just incredibly difficult. So when I joined, our budget was about 850000 and I was the third person, and now we have 20 people, four in Savannah, um, and pre-COVID, <laughs> our budget was $8 million. Um, wow. we're, We'll get, you know, COVID has definitely affected us as it has, you know, everyone, but we'll get back there, and, um, you know, we just want to continue. I'm, I'm so proud of the research that we're funding. We have a super strong partnership with Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. And they they came to us out of five or six years ago and asked us to bring this very innovative form of treatment to Atlanta so that kids in Georgia could receive this. And it's, it's really the most innovative form of treatment in decades for kids with cancer. And it, it focuses on the genetic makeup of cancers and really targets and attacks the genetic problem as opposed to just where it is. And so it's very precise. So we've funded that. And I'm really proud that we've been able to influence what's available for our kids here in Atlanta and in Georgia, really, and in the region. Yeah, that's important. It's important work you're doing. And it's, it is nice to see that you've been able to influence the treatments and you, know, you can see real results from that. You talked a little bit about COVID. Talk about how it's impacted the families you serve and talk about how it's impacted Cure. Yeah, well, you know, I think just like like everybody, COVID has impacted. I mean, it's, it's changed everything. I really can't imagine going through the childhood cancer now. It's impacted everything from how many parents can be with a child in the hospital. For, for months and months, it was only one. And in the beginning, they it was only like one designated parent. You couldn't even switch off. So just an incredible burden on parents to sort of journey it alone. And those parents who haven't been able to be there, like it's such a burden on them too, you know? And then in the hospital, it's total isolation. There's the playrooms are closed. The therapy dogs aren't coming. All the things that kind of make it bearable. And that also there's a bring this sense of community to the parents, which is such an important part of their support network and ability to get through it, you know, is to connect with others who are going through the same thing. And there's no, like, there's none of that. They're not able to be really outside of their rooms and connecting with the other families. And we typically in non-COVID times, we're in the hospitals three times a week serving meals. We bring, bring them in and serve them. And we found out right away that, of course, we weren't able to 
come in and serve meals, but we uh, immediately switched to just providing individually boxed meals. And that those families, they couldn't even, like if you imagine you have a two-year-old who has cancer, you can't leave their room to run down to the cafeteria and get food. And if you don't have any way to have any relief there in your room with another parent or whatever, you have no way to do that. So we started really sending cereals and milk and water and much more food to these parents. And, you know, that's kind of where it started. We provide financial assistance for families who are really struggling as a result of the diagnosis and treatment. And those needs have just jumped dramatically, as you can imagine. Another thing that we don't typically do is we don't provide a lot of lodging support. So families from all over the state, and like I said, really region, come to Atlanta for treatment. And, you know, we're lucky in this city to have two Ronald McDonald houses, but those have not been open. And so these families don't have, they don't have anywhere to stay and they don't have the means. And so we have provided a lot of lodging for families and and that is not typically something we do. So a bit of a strain on, you know, just our, our budget, but very important, you know, enrollment in our counseling program has um, gone up about 40% during this time. So, um, and, you know, and, and, and then at the same time, it's a little bit of the per, of a perfect storm because we can't have events, you know, we can't have our, our Believe Ball, you know, that raised, you know, $1.3 million at the, the last one we had. We can't have it. And that's how we do these things. That's how we pay for lodging. That's how we, we do it. So it's been, it's been a challenge, but I'm proud of our team. You know, I think we've, tried to push ourselves to be innovative and think outside the box and respond. And we have an amazing community that's really helped us and and been firm and standing by us so that we can, you know, help these families. Mm. Well, you know, you said some things that I hadn't thought about before. Caregiving for a small child is very different than for say a spouse. And, and, uh, and then you throw on the complexities of the pandemic and, Oh goodness. So glad that you're there supporting these families. Uh, you mentioned these events, uh, you know, despite the pandemic, the show must go on. So you do have some upcoming virtual events. Uh, tell us about some of those and uh, kind of what the goals of those are. We do. And, you know, I think we certainly hoped that this spring we'd be back. You know, we'd all be, we'd, life would be normal and we could gather, but it's not to be yet. So we have an event called Lauren's Run and the annual Cure Picnic, which is just an incredible event um, when we're able to gather in person. But but we aren't. So May 2nd, we're going to do a virtual, it's a race, a 5k and a fun run. And then, you know, it's typically followed by a big picnic. So we're, we're encouraging, you know, hopefully by early May, we'll have beautiful weather and people can gather outside. So maybe neighborhoods could do it together and, you know, have, uh, use it as a, as a, a fun way to come together and do something really positive. We definitely really, you know, need this support. And I know people are tired of virtual everything, but we hope that the community will will really come together and know that the, the, the purpose of this is just so important. Uh, you know, the runners love to run and they're out there running and supporting so many of these 5Ks. So I'm sure yes. that you're going to have lots of support for that. Yes. And we do have a, an event we're hoping to have in person in June. It's a 
hosted by our Young Professional Leadership Council. It's called Spring Fever, and we're hosting it at Guardian Works, which is a brand new venue in Atlanta, and it is an outdoor uh, venue. So we're hoping that we will be able to have that in person outside in June. So we will see. We'll plan it for everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know... All these outdoor venues are uh, becoming more and more popular the longer this, you know, pandemic goes on. Ready to take the next step in becoming a homeowner? New American Funding can make it happen. New American Funding is a nationally recognized direct lender for residential home loans. Real estate agents and builders love New American Funding because of their in-house processing. 14 business day close guarantee, and the servicing of their loans. They will work tirelessly to help you achieve home ownership, backed by thousands of five-star reviews from their customers and with convenient branch locations. More and more residents trust them to close their loans on time. Call New American Funding at 678-898-3540 to start your home buying journey today. little bit about how Cure funds research in precision medicine, what type of research, and what exactly is precision medicine? Sure. Well, we make our decisions about funding with the help of a scientific advisory council. So they review all of the proposals we get and really make sure the science is sound and the research we're funding is consistent with our goals, which is to get uh, new treatments to the bedside as quickly as possible. Precision medicine is, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it's really an innovative form of treatment for children with cancer. So not for adults. If you, I realized this a couple of years ago, I had three friends diagnosed in one year with breast cancer. And they, as part of their diagnostic workup, they had genetic testing. Their cancer was mm-hmm. tested. And, uh, you, you know, and all three were treated very differently mm-hmm. depending on what those results were. Well, that is done routinely, right? In adults with lung cancer, with breast cancer, but kids don't have not had that, that opportunity. And so a child with, let's say, neuroblastoma, you know, they were all treated the same without wow. consideration of what's at the base here, what's foundationally wrong. So precision medicine is um, testing those kids taking samples of their tumors and genetically testing them, mapping the DNA and looking at what's wrong and then attacking that genetic problem at its core, just like you would in a, in a woman with breast cancer. And so we, as I said, we brought that to Atlanta. There's now the program here and, and kids are getting that genetic testing. And so we're very excited about that. It's, it's really new in, in ch- treating children, but we know that it's really important in moving the needle toward a cure. And uh, mm-hmm. so we do fund research um, beyond that. And again, these are you know specific individual projects that are very goal-oriented. And again, we, we're trying to get new treatments to the bedside for kids who need them now. Congratulations on bringing that mm-hmm. precision medicine. Now, that's game changing, and, it and game it's exciting changing. to think. Well, where are we going to be in five years' time? I mean, it's really exciting, and and we're going to get there faster from organizations like you doing this kind of work. So, so really, really grateful. All right, so you did indicate that the budgets are a little strained with this pandemic and the inability to do the full throttle events that you're accustomed to doing. So. 
if there's those listening that love what you're doing and want to kind of back it and support it, how, what are some ways that people can support your work, both individually and corporate? Yeah, well, I mean, our greatest need right now, of course, is money to be able to deliver these things, to be able to pay for lodging that families can't pay for. So going to our website and uh, curechildhoodcancer.org and and donating. We also, another need that we have is, um, I mentioned that the families are really stuck and isolated in their room, the parents, the caregivers. And so we have a meal bag and snack bag programs where we... Lots. It's a great, you know, volunteer a- activity, and um, we package up, and we've got lists, and we can explain exactly what goes in these. But it might be like, um, you know, like a, a, a microwavable soup, and you know, granola bar, and you know, things like that. And we package them up, and we deliver them. And a lot of times, that's it. You know, that's what they have to eat, and so that is something that we, um, I can't even tell you how fast we're going through those. And, and so there's a need for that also. So really going to our website is the best way to help. And, and the information about the, the snack and meal bags are there. And then of course, we just, of course, appreciate any, any donations. Yeah. You know, what I appreciate is you can't forget that caregiver, you know, they're going through a tough time too, and they need support and help. And so uh, I'm glad you got an eye on them too. So, all right. So if anyone listening wants to get all the basic information they need about everything you offer, every program uh, where families can go to learn more about the support you provide, give us the lowdown where people go to get information. It's curechildhoodcancer.org. It's all there. We're we're on Facebook also and Twitter and Instagram, all the social outlets as well. So um, just follow us and we really appreciate the support. All right. Kristen Connor, the executive director of Cure Childhood Cancer. Kristen, a great pleasure to have you. Thanks for making time to join us. And again, um, appreciate your important work. Thank you. All right. That wraps this week's Around Atlanta edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schnick. It's all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And we look forward to seeing you again right here next week. We'll see you then. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.